135. Uh, we are talking about a pair. I was trying to think of a word that starts with T. Uh, a pair of Taito NES games that oh. came out late, late, late in the game uh, on the NES and kind of slipped everybody's radar, at least back in 91, 92, 93 when these were, you know making the rounds, yeah. but we're going to get into the first game right away, Little Samson. Little uh, Samson. For the NES. Which I just heard of. It's yeah. really cool, uh, mm-hmm. and we're going to talk about that. Uh, I'm your host, Brett Elston. I'm the superior host, Chris Antista. Hi. I'm Little Rudden. Little Rudden. <laughs> um, but yeah, bringing us in as a title screen to Little Samson, mm-hmm. uh, a 1992 NES game. And yeah, 92 is definitely late. Like yeah. The Super NES is out. Genesis is in is definitely been out for like three years. Sonic is in full swing. Sonic Two is not far off. Mm-hmm. Like the NES as a as a as a leader yeah. is definitely on the way out. I mean, the concept of playing a platformer with the word little in it is oh. just demeaning to me. It's I don't want to <laughs> do it. <laughs> That's probably why I didn't play it. But at the time, I don't know. <laughs> I'm that a I, big I, boy now. I need, I need big Samson. <laughs> uh, Samson. There's no P. That's what's very oh. hard when I say this is little Samson. Samson. I was way off. You, you pronounce the P in Samson? I, I guess tr- I just did. I, you can't. I just did. I, I can't yeah. not. I have Samson. to. I have to consciously uh, try. Samsonite. Samsonite. Yeah. Samsonite. Yeah. I was way. It's on. a better name for little Samson. Mm. Still, wow. It is. Samsonite. It is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, the soundtrack is Yoshiji Yokoyama and Yuki Marikawa, mm-hmm. who I could not really find anything else that anyone would know uh, composing wise some very obscure Famicom stuff and the game is directed by Shinichi Yoshimoto who according to the wikis uh, previously worked on I'm assuming the arcade versions of Ghosts and Goblins and Strider yeah I thought mm-hmm. Michael went into depth in the, was it sleeper hits or hmm. under the radar you were there yeah the, games that games that like got recognition way later way later yeah. and it's, it's pedigree is a bunch of kind of titans of the 8-bit era who yeah. cobbled together this weird little game yeah. published by Taito at the very last minute yeah uh, so I I don't think I'd heard of this till the early two thousands yeah. in the in the like in the the peak of either scouring pawn shops mm-hmm. and just decimating their whatever they have and buying yeah. it all for a dollar or less mm-hmm. uh, every video store in our perpetually depressed midwestern area uh, just like video stores shutting down or video stores like we have to get rid of all this stuff and we're that's all poor now well, <laughs> that's all we we'll do well that's when the cold well. <laughs> Uh, that coal... Ever since the coal mine shut down, I'm all about grandmas. <laughs> grandmas. <laughs> uh, but every video store was a porn slash tanning salon, so uh, you get them all in when you can. But, <laughs> yeah. but 
we found a bunch of games for like super cheap, like mm-hmm. super rare games that was all these video stores closed down. Yeah. And Little Samson is one I never saw. And so I'll, I got uh, Rescue Rangers 2 before exactly. I knew it was uh, going to be rare. Yeah, like uh, Dragon Warrior 3 and 4, like all these super rare games. Just that, some guy who, you know, had to diversify knowing, seriously, new porn, new videos <laughs> and new video games. Like, yeah, check that box. I've heard of Rescue Rangers. Get mm-hmm. two of those in there. And, yeah, oh, yeah. we're closing down next week because <laughs> we couldn't afford to pave the parking lot. Yeah. Um, and for us, it was all like the PS2 was so big and the N64 mm-hmm, and the GameCube mm-hmm. and Xbox were coming. All these mm-hmm. places were like, get rid of all of it. Mm-hmm. Anything that's 16-bit and under, get rid of it. Like, like Mega Man 7, X3, all this rare yeah. stuff just... Anyway, they know what they had? They never, were... yeah, never played it. Um, and but at the same time that was happening in the early two thousands, the whole like ROM slash uh, NSF files, ripping MP threes, like that was also kind of at its peak with my friend and I, Josh, who's been on numerous episodes already. Uh, going back a ways, I can't remember the last one he was on. It's been a while, Josh. The working, de- the working design Sega CD episode <laughs> back in twenty twelve. Uh, that was one. This is one of the soundtracks we didn't really find until we just started, like, load up a ROM. Mm -hmm. What's the sound like? Oh, my God, this music is incredible. And this game's soundtrack is quite good, which is such a surprise. Again, the sleeper hit thing going back to Michael's uh, Video Game Apocalypse episode. It's such a great soundtrack Mm -hmm. and such a completely competent game that it's really sad that it didn't get a little bit more recognition. It's it's weird. I got someone someone had... I was replaying Darkwing Duck because the uh-huh. Disney Afternoon collection's coming out, and yeah. that came out like I think ninety two, ninety three as well. Time, and it's like this know. game's really good, and the music's really good. And I'm talking to someone, I'm like, it's kind of other than Batman, what's a better superhero game than this? But the point was made that like, yeah, if you make a great NES game <laughs> when all the other systems are out, yeah. when everybody else has figured out how to pioneer <laughs> the best sound and level design yeah. from this, it does become less impressive, yeah. even if you're a sleeper hit. Yeah. Uh, although Samson had a bunch of like weird ideas that wouldn't make it into platformers, it felt like, until years later. Well, it, it, it did stuff that other games took a stab at, yeah. it just does it very well, mm-hmm. um, which is mainly, uh, you begin with... A stage select, kind of like Mega Man, where mm-hmm. there's five stage or four stages laid out in front of you, and you get to pick between four characters: mm-hmm. Little Samson, a Gollum, a Dragon, and a Mouse. Mm-hmm. That's not the beginning <laughs> of the limerick, I promise. But uh, there once was, um, but each of those stages is like a teaser stage for how you play them. Like mm-hmm. Little Samson mm-hmm. can run. Actually, we'll just go into the first two set of songs here. We'll play two songs: Little Samson's theme and Gollum theme. So Little Samson is the oh. most. <laughs> is the most Mega Man-y. Like, mm. he can run, jump, shoot. Uh, but he can also hold onto walls oh. and kind of, like, hand-over-hand monkey bars mm. uh, on ceilings. Mm. So he's the most run-jumpy platform NES game character, and he has his own theme. Uh, and it has this great, like, it loops, and you think, like, oh, that's the whole song. Mm-hmm. And then at, when it gets to the second loop, it adds this extra, like, oh. hey, we have a bridge. Oh. And you're like, wow, you didn't have to do this. How textured. <laughs> yes. Mm. Uh, and after that is Gollum, which is just a, 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 an actual, like, heavy... Slow moving oh, pile of human. G O L E M. D O L E M. Golem. Yes. A golem. Uh, heavy and Hebrew slow. Hebrew Frankenstein. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is heavy and slow, but can attack straight up, down, mm. and left and right, and can't be damaged by spikes. Um, but the cool thing is, these stages are designed to teach you how to use that character, and they're intentionally kind of short. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when you get to the end, you move to the next one of the characters dragon, mouse, whatever. Mm-hmm. And after you do that, the whole game opens up. And now you can switch between all these characters on the fly. You just pause, mm. switch over, and now I'm the dragon. Pause, switch ah. over, now I'm the golem. And 
in NES style or you know in NES technology, that's quite a feat yeah. Yeah. to switch between four completely different play wow, styles. Four. That's more than the Flintstones game we just streamed. <laughs> uh, but it's very seamless. But every single time you switch, it switches to that character's theme. So these are oh, wow. very much this character's music. So anytime you play it, like just on the fly, the music changes. Hmm. So we'll do two songs really quick. This is little Samson's theme and Gollum's theme. <laughs>
gets that perfect lumbering giant monster uh, pile it, of humanity. It, they made the song the sound heavier. They yes. ma- mission accomplished. It just has such a, a weight to it, mm-hmm. literally. Uh, but yeah, that's Little Samson and Gollum, and it's also worth noting, like just the the quality of the backgrounds, mm-hmm. the quality of the animations of the characters themselves when they're running. It, yeah. It's just a very very well made game. Yeah, but. When you're comparing it to 1992 Super NES games, it, it, you know when Link to the Past is launching next to this thing, and things like yeah, Contra mm-hmm. Three and Castlevania Four are all happening bummer. around this, it's like it's Mode Zero versus Mode Seven, eh, man. Yeah, there's no modes at all. <laughs> um, but I don't know. It, it's it's a game I didn't play till way late, and I've still never played on a cart because mm-hmm. it's not an easy game to find. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we'll just jump into the next set of songs. This is Dragon and Mouse, uh, and again, the dragon can fly for a little bit. Like when you push A to jump, mm-hmm. you can hold it at the wherever you want and it'll just hang there and then you can just kind of fly on that you know x or y axis and then if you let go he'll drop and then you can catch yourself again and he'll keep flying at that and he shoots a little arcing fireball but he can also charge the fireball like a mega buster mm-hmm. and then shoot a big wave of fire uh, and it's also great after you do these introductory levels and unlock mm-hmm. each of the characters there's a scene and there's no dialogue or text boxes but there's a scene where like you go to a king and he's basically like, now you must save little Greek mm-hmm. things, and you're going to fight Cyclops, and you're going to fight... Well, I was trying to do plural, but uh, you're going to fight a Cyclops and a you know, Triton or whoever. You're going to fight all these weird... A two-eyed Cyclops. Um, and the dragon, like, each of the characters runs up to this orb and touches it, except the dragon, who's like, no. And then you have to fight the dragon as a boss battle, and then he beats him, and he's like, all right, fine. And then, <laughs> and then the game continues. I just love the idea that, like, with just game... Assets mm-hmm. they get across that the dragon is an asshole. There's <laughs> just something fun about that. Um, but the the, the the song itself is equivalently flighty and silly and fun. After that is the mouse who can uh, drop like Ko. I love his name. Yeah, Ko the mouse KO. who who can drop like morph ball bombs behind mm-hmm. him, like Metroid morph ball bombs. Um, can climb walls faster than uh, Little Samson and can get into small areas. Uh-huh. Uh, but great run animation. And the problem, the only problem with this is when I was playing it. Knowing that you have four different play styles at mm-hmm. any time, you're like, no matter who I am, I feel like I should be somebody else. Mm. So I'm just constantly like, well, what would it be like if I was the golem now? Oh, he's too slow. What if I was the dragon? What if I was the map? <laughs> what if I what now? And you just, I just can't get a sense of like when I should use what. It's just because I'm so excited to switch between them uh, that mm. I, I couldn't like calm down. But and it didn't have that the luxury of having a scene developer around it like uh, the Mega Man and like I go these this is my boss order. Yeah, this is my boss order. Yeah, and I, but it does let you experiment and you can do you. There's no penalty to switching between these characters. Mm. They have different health bars, I think, but, mm. like, damage does change over. So, like, while mm. the Golem has more health, I think if you switch, his equivalent health will be transferred. Uh, Whoa. Uh, so, like... That's some serious programming. You can't gain the health back, but... Um, but, yeah, we'll do these two songs from Dragon and Mouse, and we'll be back. <laughs> Thank you. 
man, the mouse has the most layers. Yeah, all. what the hell? Why does the mouse get the like the most Castlevania theme with the, yeah. the Mega Man drum fills? And yeah, the... it's uh, really good. And it, it just it was one of those games where like every time Josh and I would pick a different character or mm-hmm. get to a different point in the game, we're like, this song is also mm-hmm. great. This song <laughs> is also great. And just like, what is this game? How did we never hear about this? Yeah. Um, but so and so instead, when it's like discovering this excellent NES soundtrack when I was in college. Mm-hmm. And I've told many a story about me driving around in college with my windows down. With various <laughs> NES or Genesis music playing and just not caring at all who hears. But this is one that, like, I listen to this soundtrack over and over and over, mm. driving to and from college or, like, in the middle of the night with Winamp open in the corner. This is the bleeps and bloops blaring out of your <laughs> rock or whatever uh, you were driving. No, just, uh, it was a Bonneville. <laughs> a little, Bonneville. A little grocery getter. I was just looking up that mouse to see, like, it, was it a cool mouse? It's it so, is not. It is the dweebiest looking little baby mouse. It's a I tiny mouse. Saw. It's adorable. But like that's what's fun. But why though. does it have such a funky tune? Well, because when you're playing, he's got a very cool like scampering run uh. animation. So it's a high energy. You get a sense that he's like full of vim and vigor. Mm. Um, and speaking of missing games or like having games completely oh. slip by your radar, uh, this next game in the show, Panic Restaurant. Panic Restaurant. Panic Restaurant is another game. Uh, another Taito published game that. Very late in the game, 1992, and just in one ear out the other with most people. And the only reason I think anyone ever knew what this game even was, mm-hmm. and it's another really rare, valuable NES game, uh, is because, at least the thing that comes to mind for me, this is the game, the what? NES game, that's in the issue of Nintendo Power that is the Street Fighter Two issue. Uh-huh. Because when Street Fighter Two came to Super NES hmm. for the first time, to have the, the biggest game in the world... Come home to your Super NES in 1992 was like it just it was like and the quality of that conversion it was like oh my god I'm gonna be able to play Street Fighter at home at any time like it, like Street Fighter Two Mania like if you somehow weren't around for that if you're too young like it was like every pizza place every bowling alley anywhere there was a Street Fighter game coast to coast there were people playing Street Fighter 24 hours a day yep. as long as there was a machine there people were playing it mm-hmm. and. Now it was coming home to the Super NES, and it had some limitations, but all in all... Yeah, but to think of, like, arcade home conversions, how well that was yeah. done compared to everything yeah, else. It was, so what's your favorite Street Fighter 2 song? Uh, probably Zangief's thing. Uh. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> I, I say that because in that issue of Nintendo Power, it's Guile on the mm-hmm. cover, it's the Street Fighter 2 issue, mm-hmm. everybody's like, oh my god, oh my god, but in the issue right before the Street Fighter 2 coverage is Panic Restaurant. Yeah. And wow. so... That issue has to be one of the best-selling Nintendo powers of all time. <laughs> and there's this weird Nintendo game that gets like four or six pages of coverage. Really? I mean, because Nintendo Power was very much about maps of the levels okay. to show you enemy yeah. layouts and stuff like that. Maybe like four pages, who knows. But it's some big restaurants. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a haunted restaurant that's taken over by a villain named, like, it's like Odove, but it's supposed to be hors d'oeuvre. But in Japan, uh, <clears throat> they did it right, and then it got localized weird. Kind of to- like Street Fighter 2. Huh? Uh, M. Bison. Uh, well, that was a deliberate choice yeah. to get away from Mike Tyson. Oh. Uh, whereas this is Very like... Very dangerous back then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the baddest man alive? Most dangerous man baddest alive? Baddest man on the planet. On the planet. Wow. Yes. Uh, uh, man, what did I just see? I was looking through the old 100th issue of Nintendo Power, and that was... They bothered to mention Mike Tyson's Punch Out as one of the best NES games of all time. Specifically, Mike specifically Tyson. Mike Tyson's. It's the one time I've mm. seen anything vaguely officially Nintendo mm. that had, did not say Mr. Dream. Anyway, uh-huh. and this is from 2012. But anyway, uh, Panic Restaurant, uh, 1992. Hirohiko Takayama, uh, who worked on the NES 
What a lineup we got here. Uh, a lot of LJN joints. Karate Kid, Oof. Gotcha the Sport, Friday the 13th. Gotcha the Sport. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Zexus, uh, the X-E-X-Y-Z game. Not Xevious? Mm. Not Xevious. Mm. Um, and Kenji Ino, who would later go on to oh, create wow. the D series, yeah. uh, worked on the game as well. Um, but you play as a, a chef named Cookie. Uh, who's battling monsters it's in like a, in King Kong? Yeah, in a monstrous kitchen. It's also yeah. uh, Jim Varney's character You're, in Disney's Atlantis. A chef named Cookie is like a pilot named Flyy. Yeah, Flyboy. <laughs> <laughs> you crack me up. Um, but yeah, outside of that, like outside of the weirdness of this being a really late mm-hmm. NES game that was in this Nintendo Power with Street Fighter on the cover, mm-hmm. um, it's a pretty basic game. Yeah. You just play a cook who has like a frying pan. And has some cute sprites, yeah. but it's very basic, and it's not all that exciting. It's just a very competent game. I'd say Little Samson's probably a better game, oh, yeah. but it's just it, it's just one of these interesting things that just came out, and then <laughs> nobody said a word. It almost doesn't seem of its own time. Like the name Panic Restaurant, like that sounds like a great iOS game or an indie game, yeah. but an NES game, like, yeah, I'm like not gonna, a, Panic Restaurant, Cake Mania, or, yeah. or uh, Cook Diner Dash, all that stuff. Yeah. Panic Restaurant's right up there. Um, it does sound like a great name uh, for the Japanese title for um, Ratatouille, <laughs> ah. if it wasn't called Remy's Delicious Restaurant. <laughs> uh, but we'll do three songs from Panic Restaurant. Um, this is I, I do love that this, the, the stages are basically a menu. So stage one is appetizer. Stage two is soup. Mm. Uh, <laughs> and unrelated at all. But mm. um, we'll do three songs. This is Appetizer, which is a great casual beat. And it's weird because a lot of games tend to start you with like a very upbeat first level to get like yeah playing mm-hmm. a game it's bouncing around having fun this is very mellow um like kind of slow it's like a one of the more mellow kirby songs mm-hmm. i feel uh, and after that is soup the second stage just a solid meat and potatoes uh vgm track and then we'll do the boss battle uh just the percussion and you know string equivalents in this it's just nice choices um but three songs appetizer soup and the boss battle
going to imagine that song playing while you're fighting a living pan of uh, <laughs> stovetop popcorn. Okay. That every every time every three times you hit it, it explodes popcorn everywhere. Mm, no. um, if one yeah. of those popcorns hits you, you uh, suffer damage. You do suffer damage. It's really weird, but those were the exact kind of games that appealed to me. Yeah. We were following Princess Tomato in the Salad Kingdom like a hawk. This is <laughs> tickle you, Bic. This is exactly what I want. Yeah. Living fruit, living edibles. Well, the I'm only enemies I can desire. Because uh, most of the enemies in this are like, here's a sunny side up egg. Oh, thank God. Mm-hmm. That has no face and no uh, anthropomorphizing features. It's just an egg. Oh, thank God. Uh, sausages. Bad for you, so. uh, eh, one egg a day is good. Yeah. It's too many eggs. Yeah. That's the problem. Uh, sausages fly at you. Uh, it's just, it's all like... Like a woman on the internet. It's all its all just food and uh, just, I don't know. Oh, that's the other thing, though, is the scale of this stuff is all over the place. Mm-hmm. Because the third stage is you're in a kitchen, Rescue Ranger style, yeah. where you are jumping over pots and pans and stuff. And it's like, wait, I thought I was a regular human nope. fighting... A haunted kitchen that's been taken over by a bad guy, and now it's like, no, no, no! Now you're in the kitchen, jumping from faucet to faucet. It's like, wait, what? What? So I don't quite get why he's small or not. But you have you have a pan to start with, and you eventually you get a bigger pan, mm. uh, and then you can throw plates like ninja stars, and that's actually you know that's a great enemy uh, weapon to have because it keeps you keeps the enemies distant from you because when they get too close, it's one of those games kind of like Mystical Ninja where you can power up your weapon. But when you get hit, you immediately go back to original pan. So, like, <laughs> if you have, like, leveled it up to get to the plates or a longer pan, it's like, nope, back to the beginning. Like, if you die in Gradius, you lose all your stuff. Um, but that's kind of all I have to say about the game itself. Because it is, outside of this, like, novelty of it being really late and hard to find, mm-hmm. it's not like, oh, my God, it blows you away. It's not like, you know, it something. It did stick with me, and I guess probably because the Street Fighter mm-hmm. stuff. That's, that was... like, the only th- reason I think people have any attachment to it at all is that. And then mm-hmm. collectors solely because it is hard to find. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had that whole character switching mechanic with the uh, the previous game with Little Samson. You could do, a what, like a cook, a waiter, maitre d'. Busboy. Busboy. There you go. <laughs> Boom. But what, what are their powers? What are their different, what are their powers? Well, Cookie can cook, obviously. How's that going to help me? I don't know. I'm just spitballing. <laughs> He could, you could, he could make things that heal the party. Maybe, yeah, maybe uh, buffs for the party or something mm-hmm. like that. I mean, Busboy can pick things up quicker, like Toad. Okay, uh, uh, all right, I'll take it. Mater D can drive a car. Oh, no, wait, that's like the. That's not what a Mater D does. Is that? I never, job? I never go to restaurants is fancy that, enough. Is to is have a Mater D is the one who goes. Yes. Ah, so, what's D, the one outside? The, is Mater the, D when Larry yeah. the Cable Guy goes. Damn it! Driving, it's the, uh, driving anime. It's the uh, Cars <laughs> Initial D crossover. Yes. <laughs> we made the same. T- Mater D. <laughs> I wish I knew one catchphrase from Initial Coach, D from Initial D to go in his voice. <laughs> That's Initial D. Let's drift. <laughs> uh, but we'll do two other songs. Uh, this is fish, um, which nice. is which is a course in the menu where it's like yeah. meat, fish, whatever, mm-hmm. and then we're on that I with dessert at the end. Love so this is fish, jam. fish and dessert from Panic Restaurant. Mm.
Very Kirby. It yeah. feels kind of Kirby. Man, too. I really like that fish song. You can see why people follow them on tour all the time. Uh, <laughs> man, that's like the second fish reference in Laser <laughs> Time Network uh, history. Uh, no, uh, in, the, in this month we're doing the Zelda video, and one of the the, the Scarecrow from Ocarina of Time is like Bonaroo, uh, and uh, it's like it just sounds like Bonaroo. And uh, on the video that's on YouTube, that's mm. doing really well. The Breath of the Wild references on the mm. map, um, but yeah, it's like oh, so the fish fish place. Oh. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, that's it. That's it for this episode. It's two Taito games uh, published Taito. by Taito that came way late, both 92, um, and just kind of flew under the radar. And then after the fact, mm. people kind of realized, like, wait, one, these are hard to find, and two, they're both kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Little Samson's just straight up good, interesting, uh, technologically very advanced, mm. at least for the NES at that time period. Like, Like I said, the sprites the animations the backgrounds all of it looks really nice whereas panic restaurant is like had it come out in like 90 mm-hmm. it would probably be way more known but by 92 it's like there's nothing really remarkable about yeah. it it's just very fun someday i want to just explore the trajectory and subsistence of taito in general because <laughs> they, they 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 always behaved more in arcade sense anyway mm. and like well <clears throat> fine we'll put a couple games out on these consoles and that's what they are now. They, I think, didn't Square purchase Taito? And, like, Taito is still a arcade, not exhibition oh, in Japan. Oh, like something Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they, don't, have, they don't even have a publishing they have over the, here. Do they have the PS4 games? Is that Taito or is that different? Taito company? Legends or something yeah, like that? Yeah, no, it's like a, they do, like, one at a time, weirdly. No, I'm thinking of, it might be Jellico. It's they don't like, uh, Or Jellico, because yeah. I know City Connection is on yes, there. Yes. But, but, like, Taito was a juggernaut back yeah. in this day, but I think yeah. they always prioritized arcades and, like, weren't really paying attention to the market. I think, like, Sonic Blastman mm-hmm. and, like, other things that were that were arcade games that got converted mm-hmm. into um, all Super, the, If Super you think NES. of all Taito's biggest hits, they're usually an arcade yeah, conversion. Yeah, yeah. This is These are the... I guess not really prioritizing the console area era yeah. at all. Yeah, and by the time they got around to it, it's like, mm-hmm. guys, we're on Super NES. Yeah. What, what are you doing? Oh, oh, yeah, we don't care. We've been in this dark room with all these sounds yeah. the whole time. But that's mm-hmm. the show. You can listen at vgempire.com. I do read all the comments on the site, especially if you have memories of the game or the songs or the composers. I want to hear you, Panic Restaurant people. You came to the table for Kickle Cubicle. (laughs) Even pronouncing it correctly in the comments. I appreciate that. Yeah, I can tell. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, you can go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, again, VGEmpire.com, VGEmpire on Twitter. Uh, Recent episodes include, we did a Kirby episode earlier this year that was a ton of fun. Mm -hmm. Um, We recently talked about the Zero Escape series. Donkey Kong 94, did that happen? Donkey Kong 94. Which we just started a race. Mm -hmm. On Racer Time. Or Racer Time uh, on, on YouTube.com slash Laser Time. We yes. race through the entire game. It is not looking good for the Diamond Dog hey, game, Rudden. Turn around, I believe in myself. <laughs> well, it's still early. Yeah. Uh, but we also are supported by Patreon.com slash Laser Time, yes! where you can uh, donate and help us out, uh, not just VG Empire, though, but all our shows, like 302010, which is a weekly look back at what happened that exact week 30 years ago, 20 years ago, and 10 years ago. So that means we are in 87, 97, and 2007. And that means we are about to talk about Spider-Man 3 turning 10 years old. Oh, oh baby. <laughs> Get ready for that. What a tease. I'm, I really might have to put it on. I have not revisited that since. It's bad. I, in the theaters when I watched it again, I'm like, oh, before the internet was doing this, there's something wrong in this film every 12 seconds. <laughs> like something incredibly stupid happens. Only now picture Tobey Maguire dancing to these songs that you played. Uh. Well, it just, it just <laughs> reeks now of a, oh, we'll probably talk about yeah, 30, yeah, 2010. Yeah, let's save it, buddy. Uh, but, Dave, you have a show on our Patreon. Uh, yes, uh, Cheap Podcast, the pro wrestling podcast. Well, we did a wrestling episode of VG Empire way back when. And a couple of the songs here remind, I guess those were Tecmo, though. But, like, just mm-hmm. that very, like, 
uh, layered sound for something that you don't expect to yeah. have it. There were some LG in uh, yeah. wrestling games. Yeah. Right? Someone yep. in there. He might have. Yep. Maybe the oh, maybe his composers yeah. were in there somewhere. Who knows? Um, but yeah, we'll go out with the uh, ending theme to Panic Restaurant. Oh, and uh, Thank you. You finally <laughs> happened. 135 whatever's <laughs> in. Uh, but yeah, VGMPAR.com. We'll see you next time.